With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is John Veldheis, senior writer for BadgerBlitz.com, joined by John McNamara, uh, publisher of BadgerBlitz.com. We're going to kind of dive right into it again. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, UW men's basketball team. Uh, I mean, if you've been checking in with every podcast here, I feel like uh, you know, depending on when you checked in, you'll get a couple different stories about uh, the, this team this year. They've, they've, you know, they had the hot start uh, where they played really well, and then they kind of had that uh, that mid-December swoon where they lost four out of five, got off to a little bit of a rough start in Big Ten conference play, and then you know obviously they're they're on a uh, three-game winning streak now. Uh, last time we did the podcast, it was right before the Michigan game. Uh, Edgers ended up winning that uh, relatively comfortably. Yeah coming from behind, ending up with a 10-point victory uh, over the uh, the then number two Wolverines at the Kohl Center. They followed that up with wins on the road at Illinois, and then just this last weekend, a, a win uh, over Northwestern. And uh, John, I mean, I, I put something up on the site just because I, I feel like this next stretch of games is uh, going to be really crucial for you know uh, the the Badgers. I mean, not that they – I think they, they're pretty comfortably in the, the NCAA tournament at this point, barring you know losing every one of their remaining games or something but uh i'm curious as to what you think the the badgers can accomplish as they go through this next set of games this next five is what i kind of outlined which is the the road game against nebraska uh coming up tomorrow night on tuesday uh home game against maryland later this week road trips to minnesota and michigan followed up with a uh, home game against number six michigan state on february 12th yeah you know i thought the the three two one piece was great uh it's a really good read and I, you know, I think you're exactly right with, um, you know, these next five games are going to be, you know, extremely important for Wisconsin. Um, you know, my question would be, you know, what would be something that, you know, you or the, you know, a Wisconsin fan would be happy with in those five? Um, you know, you feel good right now. Like you talked about John coming off, uh, you know, a win over, over Michigan at home, the number two team in the country. And then uh, Northwestern, I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that feels like a real good win against Northwestern, a team that they've had problem with, uh, you know, traditionally over the years. Um, you know, in those five games, you know, there's there's three ranked teams there. And, you know, the teams that aren't ranked, you got to go at Nebraska and at Minnesota. You know, I, I think that if you finish somewhere like three and two there in that five-game stretch, you'd feel awfully good. Uh, you know, Michigan State might be playing as well as anyone in the country right now to, to cap that off. It's going to be really tough to go at Michigan. If you could finish three and two in that stretch, I think you'd feel awfully good about where you're sitting right now. Yeah, I guess the uh, so the 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 benefit, and obviously it's not like uh, the Badgers are you know um, rooting or happy for for injuries or anything like that. But uh, the, they did get a, a little bit of a boost in that uh, Nebraska's uh, number two leading scorer uh, forward Isaac Copeland is now out for the rest of the season. He tore his ACL in there. Uh, I can't remember the, the results of that game, but uh, they played Ohio State. He ended up injuring his knee, and so he won't be available. Uh, so that's that's a little bit of a blow. Uh, 
Uh, Nebraska is record-wise not uh, not doing so hot, but uh, Ken Palm in particular, uh, Ken Pomeroy's website, he loves them from an efficiency standpoint. So, you know, just uh, having Nebraska be a little bit short-handed makes you think. I think that even uh, having to go on the road to uh, to Pinnacle Bank uh, Arena might be a might be a win for the Badgers there. Uh, the, the Maryland game, I think, is very winnable. Um, you know, we saw that. When they went on the road, uh, they had that horrible first half offensively, uh, but then you know rallied to to come back and really came within a you know qu- quite possibly an open uh, Nate Reavers three point shot away from uh, winning that game against a ranked team on the road, and so I think the Badgers are going to be not that they're going to look past the Nebraska game or anything, but I think when when they can turn the page and focus on the Maryland game, you know, that's one that I think they're really going to, you know, want just from the, the bitter taste that was left over from the, the loss, um, you know, earlier this month. And then you go on the road to Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota, um, I, is, I think, uh, it's it's been tough to get a bit of a read on them because I think that uh, the the Gophers are you know the record is a little bit better than I think the those statistics or the results would show and that was another game that you know, felt like a winnable game except for the fact that you know the Badgers scored gosh it was like fourteen or fifteen points in that first half uh, so I think those three in particular is kind of where you're looking at uh, you know trying to get those wins in particular because I, I feel like kind of like what you said. Having to go on the road to to Michigan, kind of in the in the same way, you know the the flip side of uh, the Wisconsin Maryland thing. I, I have a hard time seeing the Badgers getting two wins over this Michigan team, particularly when they have to go on the road. Michigan's going to be looking to uh, to avenge their loss. You know, the, obviously it was their first loss of the season. That's going to be a, a game that they're going to circle. And then obviously, like you said, Michigan State's playing really well. I mean, you feel pretty good from getting that game at home, but I don't know that you could, um, you know, predict that the Badgers would uh, would win that game. You know, obviously that's, you know, the, the game five out of this five-game stretch, so we'll see when it comes there. But uh, I think the the last two are definitely your toughest out of that set. Yeah, and you're know, looking at it, you better start strong with you know, Nebraska and Maryland, which, you know, might be the, the two, you know, I guess most winnable games on that slate. You know, if, if you, you know, drop those first two and then you're looking at going on the road – to Minnesota and Michigan, and then you know Michigan State at home, number six ranked team in the country. Uh, th- then it looks awful difficult. But you know, realistically, I think you could start two and zero there. And like you talked about, John going on the road against Minnesota, that was a game that you know if, if they didn't play so poorly in the first half was was probably a game they they could have won. Um, you know, Michigan that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough game. I mean, I I guess as of right now, I would maybe pencil that one as as a loss, and then. You know Wisconsin. You know they'll, they they have a chance against anyone in the country when they play at home. Uh, you know I think it go either way against Michigan State, but uh, I think you better start quickly on this five game stretch, or or else you know you 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 could realistically go one and four or zero and five if if you don't get off to a good start there. Yeah, and I think it, you know it's kind of like what we mentioned earlier. It's not like uh, you know the Badgers are uh, looking like they're going to be a bubble team for um, the NCAA tournament. And I think they have enough, assuming that they kind of hold serve and you know win most of the games that they should win, uh, kind of from here on out over the next uh, you know month and a half or so. I feel like they're pretty solidly in the in the NCAA tournament with the wins that they have already. But you're kind of looking at this, and uh, you know. It, not just for aesthetic purposes, but you know, you look at you know where could Wisconsin finish in the Big Ten for the regular season, and I think that this this stretch in particular is important for to see if the Badgers can get back to that 
finishing in the top, in the top four. I mean, like you don't get anything, you don't get a bonus or you know anything like that from you know being in the top four of the conference, other than um, you know getting a a double buy uh, for the Big Ten tournament, and uh, you know that's uh, I, that's a pretty valuable thing, especially for a team like the Badgers. I think where you know you you have a a team that's that's very talented but has been a little bit inconsistent. I feel like you know you want to you don't want to have to play an extra game in in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you know, just if, you know if you're going to try and make a run to uh, to win that thing, just because you know if you don't know what team is going to show up, having to play an extra game you know gives you an extra chance to uh, to have a bit of a clunker or you know a, a first half that's a clunker or something like that. So I think that's the the importance of this stretch not to, you know, kind of determine, you know, will they or won't they make the NCAA tournament. I, I feel like that's, uh, you know, with the the wins that they already have and, you know, they're, they're ranked pretty highly in the NCAA's, um, you know, kind of independent scoring metric or scoring metric right now. But, you know, just, you know, being able to, uh, you know, finish close to the top of the Big Ten. And the, I guess the other, the, the thing that makes the Maryland game so important is Maryland's the team that's directly in front of them right now uh, for that number four spot. And so if you could have that, uh, get that win, um, you know, kind of even things up in the win column, both teams have three conference losses right now. I think that would be a particularly big deal. Yeah, absolutely. A double buy, uh, you know, to start the Big Ten turn would be huge. Um, you know, I know we've looked ahead kind of uh, over those next five games. But, you know, I, I want to go back to maybe the, the start of the year. And if you would have said, you know, at this point, what is it, January uh, 28th, you know, if you would have said Wisconsin was 14 and six and six and three in the conference, I think a lot of people would have taken that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I think, you know, they're they're in a pretty good position right now. Uh, they're, they're playing, you know, maybe their best basketball. Although, you know, I think you could make a case that, you know, they started off the season really hot. Um you know, if they can avoid those sluggish starts, you know, this this team looks like it could be dangerous, you know, not only in the Big Ten tournament, but uh, in the NCAA tournament, you know, especially with a guy like Ethan Happ, where, you know, he's a he's a consistent scorer, and obviously he's one of the best players in the country. I think, you know, I think you should be pretty excited if you're a Wisconsin fan about what, how this team is playing right now. And uh, like you said, John, what you wrote about in, in, in that 3-2-1 feature, um, you know, you're, you're going to find out a lot more about this team uh, to the next five games, probably. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, I can't imagine any team that in in the NCAA tournament for you know when they drop that bracket. I can't imagine any team is gonna uh, you know do uh, um, do a cartwheel or something if they you know they uh, draw Wisconsin in that first round just with you know, Hap and the supporting pieces right now. I mean that would be a no matter their seed eventually uh, that that would be a pretty tr- tough draw for I think anybody to draw a uh, you know player that plays as well as Ethan Hap does and you know obviously if the Badgers kind of enter with some momentum i mean that would make them uh, a pretty tough out i would think absolutely and you know apps is like you know like i said one of the the best players in the country and you know to be able to 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 get the ball into a guy like that and you know he's he's probably about as reliable as it comes in, in the country in terms of you know being able to get the by you know the ball to a guy and, and expect him to score so um yeah you know i think this is a dangerous team come tournament time and uh it'll it'll be exciting to see you know, how things stack up in a couple of weeks. And I think they'll certainly have a chance to kind of enter the uh, the Big Ten tournament, at least with some momentum, because you get past these five games and then you look at their final six to close out. There's only one uh, team that currently is at least 500 in conference play right now, and that's Iowa, and you get them at home after playing them on the road. Uh, earlier in the season, kind of in that uh, that initial start to uh, to Big Ten play, you get Illinois again, a road trip to Northwestern, road trip to Indiana, 
Penn State and Iowa at home, and then a, a road trip to Ohio State. That the road trip to Ohio State, I feel like even with the Buckeyes stumbling a little bit, uh, maybe maybe that's just leftover, uh, you know, um, hesitancy from kind of the Thad Mata or Thad Mata years when uh, when Jared Sollinger was there and all that stuff. So maybe that maybe that road trip seems like a little bit tougher in my mind than it actually might be, but certainly the final stretch gives the Badgers a chance to kind of close the season. Uh, on a high note and then just I think you know kind of like what we've been talking about just how high depends on you know how they do against what really I mean they're taking on the uh, the only team in the top uh, part of the conference they don't get during the stretch is uh, Purdue and I think the Badgers would kind of like another crack at Purdue if they could but probably not during this uh, during this run here right yeah you know the the last what six there uh, you know, a little bit different than, than the next upcoming five. That's why, you know, if you could come out of there, these next five at, at about three and two, you, you got to be feeling great about going to Illinois, uh, you know, Illinois next and at Northwestern at Indiana. I think Indiana has lost, what, like six or seven or eight games in a row. You know, you feel good about Penn State and then, you know, getting Iowa at home and then going to, to Ohio State. So if you can finish this next five pretty strong, I think you feel real good about the next six and, you know, kind of your momentum going into the Big Ten tournament. Sure. Well, uh, I think that'll kind of do it for us with with basketball here. Uh, John, I know, I know you've been out and doing a whole bunch of uh, uh, recruiting stuff for the site. There's all sorts of content up there right now from from uh, junior days and things like that. And I know that you went out to go see uh, David uh, Skoglin. Is that right, recently? Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what you saw when you got to see him play? Yeah, so uh, David Skogman, maybe you know he's he's definitely the top remaining in-state player in that 2019 class, and uh, someone that Wisconsin has you know kept an eye on this summer and into his senior season at Waukesha West. So had a chance to get out and see him play on Friday night. Uh, I talked to him at the end of the game. Now he was uh, he was at the Michigan game, so he took in that big win at the Kohl Center. Uh, and you know prior to that, uh, I think Joe Kravenhoff and uh, Howard Moore attended one of his games. So, um, you know, Wisconsin, it, it, should they want to use that uh, scholarship, they they definitely have one available for that 2019 class. The thought was that they would bank it for 2020. But, you know, with the way Skogman is playing, he could be a guy uh, that's maybe a late offer for them. He actually just took a visit on Sunday to Minnesota and the Gophers offered. So it's going to be really interesting to see if that kind of forces Wisconsin's hand or or does anything to speed up the process with the Badgers in terms of what, you know, if, if they'll offer him, I think if they did, they would probably, you know, get his commitment pretty quickly. But, um, you know, as of right now, Texas Tech is there, Rutgers, and now Minnesota. Um, Nebraska is a school that could potentially offer late down the stretch, too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Wisconsin likes to do in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, you know, Scott was about six foot 10, you know, 210, 220 pounds. Uh, he's a post player who can shoot it a little bit. Uh, fairly athletic. I think the biggest questions, you know, surrounding him are uh, his his ability to defend. Maybe in the Big Ten, uh, you know, can he can he gain enough weight? Can he get strong enough to you know be a big post presence at the defensive end? But you know, he has a lot of offensive skills that you know obviously are very intriguing to a handful of teams. Um, you know, Wisconsin's offense with guys, you know, the post players that like to you know get on the perimeter and shoot a little bit. He's kind of a perfect fit there. So. Um, you know, if, if he's someone that earned an offer from Wisconsin the next couple of weeks or so, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. All right. And then uh, why don't you uh, break down some of the, uh, uh, re- the recent recruiting news from uh, the, the junior day over the last weekend here? Yeah, so Wisconsin had a, a pretty big junior day on Saturday. 
um, with a lot of 2020 prospects and, and prospects in the 2021 class as well. Um, you know, we, we got a chance to talk to a handful of them. You know, some of the biggest guys that we were able to talk to, Daniel Jackson, the 2020 receiver from Kansas, uh, he had an offer coming in from Wisconsin, and he, he got a lot of one-on-one time with, with Coach Christ, and I uh, spent some time with his lead recruiter, uh, Ted Gilmer, as well. He told me that Wisconsin is one of his top schools right now. Uh, an offer went out to Kane Barong. He's a sophomore tight end from Georgia. That's actually the first tight end they've offered in that 2021 class. You know, he's pretty high in Wisconsin. Also has an offer from LSU and Penn State, and you know he figures to be a big-time national prospect. Uh, a 2020 linebacker, Malik Reed, I talked to. He said Wisconsin is now potentially his number one school, um, and a handful of other guys that uh, came up there uh, for a visit. And Wisconsin wants to get back up in the spring and for and for summer camp as well. So uh, you know we got about you know six or seven stories up right now with with a lot more coming. So. Uh, it was it was a big day for Wisconsin on Saturday, and we're trying to pump out as much coverage as possible on that. Absolutely. We'll have uh, plenty of stuff up on the site uh, as the Badgers move through this uh, stretch of Big Ten games here, uh, including their, their upcoming home games and some stat packs after the road games as well. So I think that'll do it for us on this week's edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.